Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2017, so we're talking about energy and industrials. I am your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me today in studio is one of The Motley Fool's amazing summer interns, Mr. Connor Lott. He has studied at Valparaiso University, attended Notre Dame through the ROTC, and has served our country for five years as part of the armed forces. Uh, so, Connor, welcome to Industry Focus. Happy belated Fourth of July, and thanks for entering at The Fool and for your service. Sean, thanks so much for having me on here today. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. I'm, I'm excited to be here and to be a part of this. Uh, have you ever podcasted before? I have never podcasted. So this is gonna. This is like a, a first uh, on the bucket list. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to send this to your parents, aren't you? I definitely am. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. Do you listen to a bunch of podcasts? I do. I listen to, now I listen to all the Motley Fool podcasts. Of so course, I would hope. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I'm a loyal follower of the dozens. And uh Couple other business ones, and some you know some of those comedy ones just for fun. For yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, so on today's show, we're going to be diving into a like multi-billion-dollar purchase by Exxon Mobil of some oil acreage in Texas's Permian Basin. But first, uh, Connor, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey towards becoming a foolish intern? So I started listening to the Fool when I was uh, serving in the Army. I was out at the 101st Airborne in Fort Campbell, and. I wanted to learn more about investing. I didn't have a finance background, and I came upon the, the podcast and the the soothing voice of Chris Hill telling me about you know the ups and downs of the market every single day was <laughs> was just uh, was it a surreal moment when you finally saw him in person? It, I I fanboyed really hard. That's I think, Chris Hill. <laughs> you know, I think he uh, I think he kind of like backpedaled a little bit. It was like, hey, let's take this a little bit slower. Um, <laughs> But uh, so yeah, I, I started listening to the podcast because I, I knew next to nothing about investing, and I found it incredibly fascinating. And I loved how the fool's mission was to educate, not just to push a stock or, or, or try and make a buck for themselves. And so I, I just became a very passionate listener. Um, I've subscribed to the Stock Advisor for a little bit. Did drop it. I still get the emails though, so I count that as something. We'll and convert then, you before you. Uh, yeah, leave. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, I was getting out of the army, and about a year ago, I applied for the internship, and uh, just through fate and, and luck, I, I managed to land here, and, and just it's been an incredible experience learning and being a part of this uh, amazing company. Awesome. So um, you're one of two of the interns that the um, Full.com editorial department yep, has uh, with us for. Gosh, are you here for two months? About about two months. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll say that. Split the difference. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was it was endearing to me. You know, you you aren't exclusively assigned to the Energy Materials and Industrials Bureau. But you were like, I I really like the Permian Basin. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, this guy's nerding out over a part of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it actually the stars aligned a little bit because recently uh, Exxon Mobil, everybody's favorite giant integrated oil major, uh, spent a whopping five point six billion dollars, um, and they paid this to one of America's richest families to expand their presence in the Permian Basin. Um, why don't you walk us first through some? Basic details of the deal and kind of what what happened. Yeah, so I mean, this was a pretty earth shattering move here by ExxonMobil. And back in January of this year, they announced that they were going to be buying this huge, huge tract of land out in uh, New Mexico and, and part of Texas in the Permian Basin, um, a subsector known as the Delaware Basin, from the Bass family that's out of Fort Worth, Texas. And they believe that the Permian um, is going to double their resources to over six billion um, barrels of oil equivalent, um, and basically through acquiring this, this these pieces of land and, and companies that the, the Bass family previously owned. Um, 
And really, this entire area, the Permian, has just been a hot spot. For, it's the one still it, profitable area. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just continue. It's like the Energizer Bunny. It keeps going. It is the most resilient uh, play in the oil market right now in the United States, the continental United States, and it has been for years. For sure. Um, so we uh, obviously on the show we've been talking about you know just Permian with me and Taylor Markman and Tyler Crow for you know. Unfortunately, years now. Uh, well, fortunately, but um, it was interesting to me because for a long time, Exxon hasn't done the shale thing. No. They really haven't. They, they've somehow them and, and Chevron have really stayed away from shale, which was kind of I think surprising to a lot of industry analysts because this has just been a huge growth area. I mean, especially for the past decade, it's been done nothing but grow. You would think that those two companies would have like literally an army of geologists and scientists being like, okay, how do we stay at the forefront of getting oil out of the ground? You would have thought that they would be in on this. And I'm sure they do. And I'm sure there's a lot of smart people, both at Exxon and Chevron, that have you know, rang the cowbell saying we need to get into the Permian. And, I'm, and they do have, a, they've had a presence in the Permian uh, for this entire time, but nothing to the extent of some of these smaller, more kind of agile companies that have come in and really made a, made a killing in there. Uh, and it seems just like a, the general corporate strategy um, for Exxon for the past decade or so has been, let's look abroad. Let's look into countries like Russia or Iraq or off the coast of Africa, where there are incredible reserves out there. Well, and that's just, you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Because when you're as big as Exxon, which, I mean, their market cap is bigger than the GDP of most countries, yeah. um, you need to find something big to move the needle. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway problem, too. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to do that's going to make us tens of billions of dollars? Right. right. Um, so, where has uh, Exxon been making most of their money for the last 10 years? So, like I said, they've been making most of their money uh, with offshore drills off of like Africa and parts of Asia. Uh, they've been focusing also on expanding into the Gulf of Mexico and the Arctic. Um, so, their tendrils have kind of gone out all over the world, but they've seemingly missed over Texas, which is ironic. But, right. uh, you know, I, I think with a company, like you said, as large as ExxonMobil, it's really steering the ship of state. And for, you know, eight to 10 years now, that ship has just been concentrating on uh, places like Russia and, and the Middle East and the huge reserves that are still uh, out there. And, and all of a sudden now, this the new CEO, Darren Woods, is, is kind of steering that, that ship right back towards Texas and, and what's available here in the United States. Right. So, uh, obviously, over that time period, they've been doing uh, pretty well with the, the refining and the more advanced yes. stuff. So, that's good. Um, so, why does everybody love the Permian? Like what? This is the eternal question. Well, I mean, it's like you said, it's an incredibly resilient area uh, for U.S. shale, and really, it's so cheap to produce there and to, to to drill out there. So, in terms of upstream production, I mean, you're looking at right around uh, break-even cost thirty dollars per barrel, which even compared to the ba the Bakken oil field up in North Dakota. Um, that's hovering right around thirty-eight dollars. So you're getting it's, right. it's dirt cheap. Dollars. Not only that, but it's it's closer to Houston, where all the refineries <laughs> yeah. are. You've got pipelines like it's like the stars have aligned yeah. for all of this, right? Um, and that, of course, I mean, it's light years ahead of um, you know everybody's been backing out of. Uh, I'm sure you've been listening to our recent shows, but we we're just talking about like you know the oil sands in Canada and all that stuff. They need seventy or eighty dollars, right? Yeah, to start talking about profitability. Much more expensive, yeah. Um, what uh, so? What surprised you the most about this deal? I think what surprised me the most was uh, we think of Exxon as this just 
monolithic, huge company. And they've come in and obviously made a huge acquisition. But what they're doing now is kind of uh, contracting the drilling and the operations within this enormous tract of land that, that they, they now own out to one of the companies they, they bought back in 2010 called XTO Energy Inc. And XTO is a uh, lighter footprint. Um, management is basically giving as, as much leash as possible to go out there and really make rain for the corporation, uh, which I think is has surprised a lot of analysts and surprised yeah. the, you know the, the the oil and gas industry because you expect you know Exxon to come in and just try and bureaucratically control everything. But again, I think they've realized over the, the past decades of producing that you know let's let XTO who are very good at what they do go in there and and, and produce for us. And that we'll, seems really smart. Yeah, because yeah. you got Exxon that you know this market cap of three hundred forty billion dollars and. It's an admission that yeah we we probably aren't the best people for this. Like we've got these guys, we right. bought them. They've been kind of hanging out over on their own. I assume they're specialists in shale, right? Yeah, they, they absolutely are. And so they're going to be able to compete with companies out there like uh, Concho or like Pioneer Resources and Occidental, um, who have been you know just thriving in the Permian and are are true masters it's, of the craft. That's actually the been the funniest thing to me watching. So I started doing the energy show um, like. Essentially, right before the the crash happened, and think it was, it was like the the Valentine's Day massacre. It was the the Thanksgiving Day massacre. OPEC said no no more, and you know it was Thanksgiving 2014, oil just plummets. But it's been amazing to me, and the funniest thing has been how um, Pioneer's stock price. I mean, it's it's fallen a little bit, mm-hmm. but they've been incredibly resilient, and their costs kept dropping, and right. it was just like amazing to watch. Yeah. Um. So. Bring it back around. This is, of course, the Motley Fool. We like investing. Um, good deal, bad deal for Exxon. I think it's a good deal for Exxon. I, I don't think you're going to see a you know huge uptick or, or, or downtick really in the, in the you know the share price for the greater company. But it's going to play out for them over the next ten to twenty years. This is going to be a long developed thing. I mean, the resources, the, the the lease and the amount of money they're giving to the Bass family uh, has divided up into about five. Almost six billion dollars uh, worth of Exxon stock, and then a billion dollar cash payout until twenty thirty two. So they're going to be paying them yearly. Whoa! Yeah. So whoa! Yeah, I mean the Bass family—they're not hurting for uh, for for money right now. That is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wish I had you know some connections, but no. Yeah, I mean they're going to be um, developing this at least until twenty thirty two. That's the the end of the payout to the Bass family, and that's what kind of what I think when their geologists and scientists have estimated maybe. The, the wells start kind of running dry. Right. So this is a long-term play. I mean, I, I don't. I, you're not going to see a lot of volatility for Exxon, but down the road, it's just going to continue to be profitable for them. And again, it's 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 so low cost. Yeah, I really do wonder, and this is just a speculation. Um, it's kind of just known that um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Exxon needs to find these giant reserves right. to because their reserves are dropping. Like, it's, yeah. it's very, and then um, it does not help that the price of oil is falling, and you can't count something as a reserve if it's uneconomical. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to think this is going to be this is not going to be their last deal. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, uh, like I said, Darren Woods, this, the new CEO, he has kind of an American first policy now, and. Uh, the, the previous CEO, now our Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, he was very internationally minded, which is great. 
but you run into a lot of complications. It's a hassle. It is. It's a frankly. huge hassle. I mean, there's diplomatic, there's economical complications. And so Darren is, is looking at what can we best harvest from the United States and keep Yes, the, the price of oil is going to keep, remain low for the foreseeable future, more than likely, but we can continue to be profitable and we can keep our costs low, which is the most important thing as you know, renewables are on the rise. I, I think you just minted ExxonMobil's new strategy. It's the, the low stress strategy. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, let's let's not worry about uh, you know what's going on in, in Iraq of all places. Let's let's worry about well, we, let's you know, uh, if we can make money here, yeah, and low let's stress. keep it in Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Awesome. Well, hey, listen, man, thank you for your time, all your awesome research. I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, um, and. Uh, Thanks again for uh, becoming an intern. This has been really rewarding. Sean, thanks so much for having me on. It was a true pleasure, and look forward to next time. You bet. And that is it for us, folks. Be sure and tune in tomorrow for The Technology Show with Dylan Lewis. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Connor Lott, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Thank you.